Winner, winner, chicken dinner. The Suns actually win a game tonight, and it's 117 to 112. The Suns beat the Brooklyn Nets. Tonight, we have a guest, Jake, fallen founder. How are you doing? Ooh, baby. It feels good to get in the win column again. I will say that much. Uh, Kyrie Irving tried his best, though, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he, that was scary. And like we were talking before the pod, I said if he wasn't tired, I feel like we would have probably lost that game, but they were trying to give him the ball towards the end of the game. And he's like, no, nah, I just, I can't do it. Cause he, I think he scored what, 16 points in the fourth quarter. So I'm, I didn't yeah, even look that up. I, yeah. If that's not proof positive that the earth is not flat, I mean, he clearly got tired as he continued to run around the valley uh, and he just got gassed at the end of it. Cause if it was flat, there would be not nearly as much uh, resistance yeah. there. Well, you're actually looking at a uh, flat earther. I'm just joking. I'm, I'm absolutely not. But yeah, I mean, dude, exciting night. I thought this was going to be a blowout. All of a sudden it was a close game, but thank God they got a win because the Suns absolutely needed something. Um, we had Cameron Johnson come back. There's a lot to talk about on this podcast. Um, first, though, I don't drink really anymore. So what do you have to drink? Do you have anything to pop oh. open for us? Well, as I mentioned to you, uh, not all bets paid off tonight. So um we're going we're gonna to start one, and we might finish the second one. I, I might pick it up for you. All right, well, thank you. You got a couple blue moons there, huh? Absolutely. All right, man. Well, uh, chug that, Jamsters. Let's get this started. One seventeen to one twelve, the Suns do pull away the victory. Close game in the end. Uh, usually, right here in the pod, we'll ask John. Will ask me a question. You know, we'll, we'll get the pod start off with that. But I mean, we've been missing a guy. He's finally back. So let me actually do. I got to find his drop because it's been a while since we actually had him on the podcast, and he came back tonight. So of course, I can't find it. Lights, Cameron, action. Yeah, Cameron Johnson is back. And uh, he looked, I would say he looked pretty good. I would Ooh, say that he looked, I mean, limit, limited on minutes. But what do you think? I feel like he just looked like the same old Cam out there. A little bit more exhausted, of course, but he, he I, held it together pretty well. I honestly had no idea he was injured uh, based on how he came out. It was just like, oh, I'm just going to hit a three. I'm going to drive to the basket, take the foul, free throws, hit another three. What's up? I'm Cam Johnson. I should be starting over Jay Crowder any day of the week. Yeah, no, now that conversation, I feel like the media, uh, even this podcast, every Suns podcast has been talking about Jay Crowder. We never know what's going to happen with him with the trade or uh, really even what happened. So it's kind of nice to have Cameron Johnson come back and just kind of show like, hey, I'm still here. And I know coming back to this game, I did put out there on a tweet like, hey, help is on its way. But then some people are like, yeah, we still need Booker. We still need this. But I'm like, he can knock down some shots. Uh, tonight he was, um, what was his final stat? So he was four for 10. He did start off hot. He got 10 points in the first quarter. And you're just like, dude, that house or that, that arena was going crazy. The energy was different. I feel like with him coming back, it's kind of just like the first piece, right? I feel like there's going to be a course. You're going to have the Chris Paul coming back. You're going to have Devin Booker coming back eventually in a couple of weeks. So this kind of just starts that. I feel like it's good to have him come back first and just help this team. And I feel like a lot of guys could actually play their position because he's back. And I know, I know he didn't start. But I feel like these guys had more energy with him coming in and coming off the bench. I mean, yeah, 21 minutes played. He still got 19 points in, uh, six rebounds, two assists. I mean, he usually gets closer to 30 minutes. So, I mean, extrapolate that a little bit more. I mean, you're looking at in the 20s uh, and close to 10 rebounds and three, four assists. I mean, <laughs> we had that Cam Johnson. We would take him and we would go deep in the playoffs uh, very easily. Um, no, it, it um, the the uh, Australian boys were actually uh, uh, messaging me during the game, and they were talking about. I mean, uh, you know, the the old uh, campaign uh, is unlocked by Dario Saric, and uh, and and now we found out that um, Cam Johnson unlocks Saban Lee and unlocks uh, Dar <laughs> and uh, DeAndre Ayton. But uh, what was clear is that Cam Johnson unlocks this Suns team because. I think that, you know, Damian Lee can hit threes, Bridges uh, and some of these guys can hit threes, but Cam takes it with a confidence that, I mean, not quite Kyrie Irving-esque, right? But I mean, like, 
he shoots it and Suns fans, we think it's going down. Now I made, uh, he was two of six, but they look good almost every time he's taking it. It's not like a, oh shoot, it's the end of the shot clock. Just got to chuck it up. Um, it looks good and the defense has to react. And that's why you see uh, DeAndre Ayton uh, was, was playing big tonight, even though kind of towards the end, uh, I think Claxton finally figured out how to block some shots. So. Yeah. Um, we, I feel like a, more of this pod's going to be about DeAndre Ayton because a, a great game. Um, I'm not going to say it's going to take up half the pod, but I feel like anytime we talk about DeAndre or DA, why did I call him DeAndre? I never <laughs> call him that. When we talk about DA, it takes out 30 minutes. And I feel mm. like he's been getting a lot of attention. He's been getting a lot of talk. Um, Kevin O'Connor has been talking about him um, over at the, the ringer said he's sick of him. He says the Suns need to trade him. Um, our podcasts were sick of them. You hear a lot of fans that are just kind of sick of them. I talked to my friends, three-way calls all night, two hours, just like, what are we going to do with this guy? We're kind of sick of him. He got to the point where it's almost like we kind of want him off the team, but then also you hear from like Bill Simmons or anybody talking about DeAndre, um, that he is just someone that might not even be tradable. Like we don't even know if he has any kind of like a value at all, but let me just play this drop and we'll talk about him. Yeah, so tonight, I mean, amazing, amazing, amazing game by him. Looked really, really simple. I mean, his game basically, it looked like, well, Monty, the way that Monty talked about the, like the last two days when they had time to practice, that they would show some different stuff, show some different things offensively. They actually have time to practice. Do you think DeAndre was just a big part of that? Because it looked like in the first quarter, he was unstoppable. A lot of it was super easy, super simple, but it was just like they could find him. They they found him. They found ways to get him the ball. Um, He was finishing. He was hustling for extra, you know, points. I think they had like the second chance points was like 22 to nothing going into the, for, into the fourth quarter. But like DeAndre helped with that, man. He was nonstop almost all night. Even towards the end, I feel like he, he kept it going. I mean, he, kind of towards the end was a little bit you can tell kind of scared of the situation but kind of stepped up so like your thoughts on DeAndre and how he's been kind of handled lately in tonight's game yeah I, I, I'm definitely a, a, a DeAndre fan uh, a, a DA fan yeah. um, and, and and first off I do have to go back because I'm just imagining that you're on a three-way call being like what do you guys think? Is, is DA any good? I just like, don't know about him anymore. <laughs> yeah. Girl, I'll like, tell you yeah. what. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> DA oh, just isn't mom, worth it anymore. Mom, yeah. it's only 10 o'clock. Can I stay a little exactly. longer? Yeah. Get off the team line. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, yeah, 24 points, 14 rebounds, four assists tonight. And yeah, I was kind of surprised. I mean, they put Dario back on the court a little bit um, uh, towards the end uh, for, I think, for free throws more mostly. But uh, DeAndre, he wasn't, I didn't think he looked too nervous towards the end. He's definitely been struggling of late. I mean, uh, some games he'll be just super efficient, but it doesn't, you know, you expect him to bring in energy when it's, hey man, it's up to you and Bridges. We want to see that high motor because if not now, then when? Um, and it was it was a better version of him tonight. There was a couple calls though in the first half that I I, I thought the refs were really just trying to like upset me. I mean, it was mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Da was just trying to find post position, and I don't know if it was Joe Harris or who from the Nets was just like bear hugging him as he moved down towards uh, the free throw line, and they're like ah offensive foul on, on da and then yeah and then uh, like a play or two later it was basket interference and even reggie miller who i can't stand when he ca- calls a son's game but he's like oh that's not basket interference i'm like if reggie's saying this then you know it's not basket interference and so da kind of got mad after that and he started kind of grinding even harder i like to see that response because in, in the past i feel like da gets a, a bad call or two and we see reserve DA. DA doesn't like to get in foul trouble, and he starts pulling back a little bit. So, I mean, I wish I wish that man would practice how to drive into contact and draw a foul. But at this point, he might just be a high-efficiency scorer that's a good position defender, which isn't bad into itself. It's not obviously what we all hoped for. But, hey, you know what? Good game tonight and step in the right direction. Yeah, it was. And I think a lot of uh... – the podcasts were going nuts about DA and just even EJ was on the uh, Ryan Rosillo podcast. I don't know if you listen to that on the ringer. Do you listen to any of the ringer podcasts? Uh, uh, no, I didn't catch it. Oh, okay. So he talked about DA and honestly, sometimes I feel like EJ might just like cover some stuff up, just like kind of defend the Suns team. But he, he went off, he went after DA a little bit. He said, he's like, 
Chris Paul and uh, and uh, Devin Booker, they go to the next level. They want to reach the next level. Then you have a guy like Aiton that's just kind of just who he is, and he doesn't want to get there. So he does he does kind of say, like, these guys have been on him, of course, since day one. Booker has, but he just hasn't been the guy that wants to go to the next level, just hasn't really kind of put forth that effort. And he talked about basically, like, just telling DeAndre, like, it's going to take a lot of work. He doesn't know how much work – it's going to actually take to get to that level. Like he doesn't know that yet. So that's, what's so scary. The situation is a lot of people want him traded by the trade deadline. And uh, it would suck because you know, when he's going to go somewhere, he's going to be probably, he's going to improve. He definitely is. Maybe if it's, it's a different situation, it'll help him out different coaching who knows, but there's going to be a time where he's going to be maybe an all-star who knows, but do you see that happening here in Phoenix? Like, I just feel like this game was great. It was awesome, but he needs to do this. Doesn't he do the stats, just the hustle, just make things easy on himself, just the hustle. But do you see him staying long-term in Phoenix past his trade deadline? Oof. I, I do. I do because I think there, there's so much um, that would kind of gum up the works. Uh, you know, we've all read about it. I think, you know, with the uh, uh, Sarver has to sign off on certain things uh, and Aiton has a veto uh, over where he could be traded. So, I mean, yeah. with, with a guy that, you know, Used to think he just wanted to, you know, swim the beaches uh, uh, around uh, Bahamas, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> swim on the beaches and uh, uh, and you know just kind of relax. Would he want to go to a Toronto or you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Obviously, Pacers can't get him, but I would not imagine that he would have loved it uh, in Indiana either. So um, yeah, and I think right now I do still feel like we continue to see Da slightly improve over over a long sample size um it's not the trajectory we had hoped but if there is improvement it's it's far i mean sometimes the suns fans it, it helps to have short memories but then we have to also remind ourselves of you know the dragon benders the josh jacksons and the people that we'd be like hey there's a good game and then they'd have 20 terrible ones in a row and i get his eight yeah, was yeah. so uh, valued and, and we picked him number one overall we were so excited and seeing that incremental improvement, ah, it's just, I feel like we just, we, we see the potential so much. And, and I just wish like uh, Shaq even kind of talked about it a little bit at halftime. It's just like big man, get angry, like uh, dominate a little bit. And you saw him a little bit. There was one play I, I was mentioning at the Aussies where he was uh, actually at the top of the key and he passed it into uh, Dario Saric in the post. And I was like, that that's clap, you know, he's open so many times and the guys can eh, no, and they swing it back out and you see him finally starting to say, no, 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 throw it to me. Let's get this thing going. And so it, it's, it's a little bit back and forth. And we've certainly seen that. I mean, I, I did not realize this until towards the end of the game when I was able to see all the guys with their uh, knitted sweaters on. And I don't know who is borrowing Landry <laughs> uh, fashion sense, but guys, come on, we, we can shake it up a little bit. I appreciate it. Yeah, Booker's staying in his lane. But yeah. I, what my grandmothers have called and they want their sweaters back, Landry and Chris. So uh, let, let's let's move away from that. But we are missing Landry Shamit, Okogi, Campaign, Chris Paul, and uh, let's see, I said Payne, Shamit, Chris, Okogi. Was there another one in there? Uh, at um, least four guards. Oh, Booker. Yeah. Duh. The big <laughs> one. Yeah. yeah. Book, we, yeah. We're missing five guards. It's 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 amazing how some of these guys still can't throw a, a pass into the post, but that's really not their game. And so thank God for Saban Lee tonight. I don't know. You guys have a drop for him yeah. yet? <laughs> no, no. You know what? When I was watching the game, I'm like, I should make um, something for him. But it just – it was – it takes too much. We we have to like you know we have to game plan for a time we can actually go somewhere and brainstorm and get all these things together. So it takes a day or two to put these things together. So maybe next time he he absolutely deserves he needs a it, second right? ten day contract. Yeah. Yeah. So like your your thoughts of just um, Matt Ishbia, He was there tonight. He was checking out the game. He was in Sarver's seat. Um, he is basically he's on he's here and he's watching us he's or he's watching the players he's evaluating what we have what do you think is going to happen though like i know we talked about aiden but is there anything else that you any other direction you see the sun's uh, team going or is it just going to be wait for these guys to come back you just listed them off are we just going to wait for these guys to come back from injury and just make a run because right now who is even that good right in the west and even in the east who knows like if this team can get healthy is that what you're banking on though is just that because i i kind of am now 
Well, I mean, when you're missing five guards, it, it's it's amazing how somebody like a Cam Johnson, who's not a guard, but just, you know, a good perimeter shooter, how that can change the entire just feeling uh, of those game of the games. Yeah. I mean, the last few games, it's, let's be honest, uh, it's just been like, I hope we don't lose by a lot. If we win, that'd be amazing. Um, let's give it our all. And, and, you know, and we have so many guys out, um, and, uh, and that we're yeah. not even, of course, talking about Crowder, but, um, does a move have to happen now? No. I mean, what the deadlines now in less than three weeks. So yeah. I think you can, you can wait till then. I, and I think, uh, I think seeing uh, Matt there though, kind of, it gave me the feeling that Sarver's not going to stand in the way. Cause I think this is all signed on the dotted line at this point. It, you know, the ink might not be dry yet, but you know, if 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 he if he for some reason vetoed a big trade, I guess in theory, Matt could say, "I'm not buying your team now." And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, who, who knows? But uh, I I don't think it's going to shift things. And so I think my vibe is that seeing him there, that might actually kind of give the the front office a little bit more courage. Hey, we don't need to do a panic move. I saw something uh, uh, today about Jay Crowder for Dwayne Dedman, and uh, oh gosh. Caleb, yeah, I saw that too. Uh, yeah, um, from, from uh, the Heat, and I was like, yeah. mm, "Let's uh, let's hold tight. Let, there's going to be somebody desperate, um, and there's going to be some sellers. There's going to be some buyers. Let's let's open it up. We've got a couple of weeks, and we can make it till then." Uh, Chris Paul and and uh, I thought Landry was going to be playing. Uh, I had heard Okogi o- was supposed to be ready, and I heard Paul's practicing. So, yeah, I expect that is. the team will only improve moving towards the deadline. Yeah, I assume so too. And there's a few, uh, actually this guy right here, John Nelson did bring up, did Dwayne Washington Jr. get injured? Damian Lee is not a point guard. So Monty does this sometimes where like some players, you know, they go off, they're a fan favorite. And sometimes we'll just sit them just unannounced. Just, we don't know what's going on with these guys. Um, I feel like the way that Saban Lee, you brought him up earlier, the way he's been playing, I've kind of forgotten about Dwayne Washington and I'll do that with this team. I'll forget about players on the team if they're playing well. Like, if Saban Lee comes in and he can actually run the offense, like he did a really good job tonight, like better than decent towards the end of the game. Of course, Kyrie was kind of owning him, but Saban Lee has been a savior for the Suns in a way where he can just be simple, not outdo himself, not put him, himself or the team in bad positioning. Like he is exactly what the Suns need in the situation. And, and it feels, it's kind of funny because like the 10 day contract thing was not really a James Jones thing, but now he's in here and he, and he fits well with that offense. Mm-hmm. I think defensively he's getting steals. He's running the fast break. He can get into the lane. He plays bigger than his size in there. I'm not saying this guy's great. And I I feel like defenses will figure him out, but do you see the Suns actually signing him longer term after this? Or do you need a few more games? Cause right now I'm kind of sold on the guy. I feel like I trust him with the ball. We're losing games with him. I still trust him. Tonight we won. I trusted him in their late situations. He missed the floater. It looked good. But, like, I trust this dude right now because we have no other option. But do you think he's getting his playing time over Dwayne Washington Jr.? Is that the reason, like, because he's just playing so well? Because we haven't seen him. I don't think he's injured. Uh, No, I mean, yeah, Dwayne, let's see tonight, six minutes, uh, zero for four. Uh, He had a turnover, three assists, a rebound. Um, so yeah, I mean, not much was going on with him. No. This was def- definitely Saban Lee's best game. Uh, and, uh, but I had to remind myself that he was on the team, uh, be, you know, when I saw him on the floor, um, <laughs> yeah. it, he, he, and, and I, and then I also had to remind myself that he's on a 10 day contract. Nobody knew who he was prior to. So like, you know, coming into uh, a team that had the best uh, record in the league and then went uh, last year and then went to the finals the year before. Yeah. Your job's not to come in and try and impose your will. Um, you know, like, uh, I don't know, some some fans were talking about trying to go after like a Kemba Walker type before he went off to I think Italy now is what I read. Um, but no, I, I think Dwayne Washington Jr., he, he's a shooter. He's more of a small combo guard. Uh, he's not a facilitator as much as Saban Lee is. Um, but no, in terms of long term, um, no, please don't don't sign <laughs> Saban Lee long term. I mean, no, like, I don't think uh, we'll need I, him, right? No, exactly. If you want to, if you want to give a full contract to, to Wayne Wright or Washington, I would rather see that and then just move, um, you know, uh, to, to a two way contract for Saban. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I've been told this entire season, the reason why we've got that one extra spot open is because James Jones is playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. And, you know, that's a chess is a long game. So 
It is. James better have a freaking move <laughs> ready to show all of us at this there, point. Yeah, something will happen. And, of course, it's going to be somebody we haven't even talked about, somebody we have no idea, um, or maybe nothing will happen. Who knows? Because the thing is, we're out here as fans. We're watching this team struggle. We want something to happen. But when you really sit back and look at it, I mean, one and a half games out of the sixth spot in the West. Yep. That's how that's how easy it is to get back into this thing. So I really think that, I mean, we were freaking out about Aiden. I think Aiden was the biggest thing where we just wanted him to step up and show us what he has, little mama. Like, show show me what you got. Just <laughs> show me what you got out there. And if you can play like this, and I think we'll be okay. I think that, um, I'm not saying we're a championship contenders, really, but maybe we are um, because mm-hmm. I'm not really afraid of a lot of these teams out West. Um, but who knows? Because I think the way that the Suns are playing right now, it's, it's kind of hard to watch. Except for tonight, they kind of saved it. If they were to lose tonight, it would have been a different story, but then that would have been only two games back in the sixth spot, which is absolutely fine. Um, someone in the chat did bring up earlier, uh, the Twins played good tonight. So here is the other twin. The award. Mikael Bridges had an absolutely great night. Nine for 19, 28 points, nine assists, two rebounds. He's looking really comfortable, and he's also looking like he's aged a lot. I don't know if you notice his face. This year, he looks like he's kind of been through, like, two terms as a president. He kind of just (laughs) – He's smiling less, that's for sure. He's smiling less, and I always thought it was because he's like – I thought it was Mikhail just saying, like, I want to be here in Phoenix. And I feel like he was kind of getting irritated. This is just how I was seeing it. He's kind of getting irritated of Aiden, the way he was playing, and he was focused on himself. I got to improve. He had to – couple bad terrible games when booker and everyone all the injuries started to pile up then he came back he started to get back into things he started playing a lot better handling the ball better um selecting his shot the percentage is up he's getting that mid-range to go down but he just looks very focused on the game right now like i don't know if they're dancing before games anymore i don't know if you're if you can do that anymore because you're not winning games but i do think that mikhail kind of was like i'm I'm sick of this. I want to be here in Phoenix. I want to show this team that what I made it, we're getting a new owner. I want to play with Booker. I think we can win a championship here. And I'm just focusing on my game. And he's helped this team to his, I think, max level at some times, at some some points, even defensively, he's made some good plays. Do you think he's kind of back? Do you think this guy is going to get any better? And has this helped with all the injuries? Has this helped his career and helped his positioning with the Suns? You know, just... Is he here to stay? Is he here to help this team win a championship? I don't think he'll be traded, right? Because before it was kind of like he might be involved, but I don't think he's a tradable guy now. It switches so quick. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know. What, <laughs> you know, uh, I made a comment. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's been kind of a tough stretch where you know some people are like, oh, you know, Mikael Bridges, he's no Batman, and you know. And I made the comment, yeah, he's no Batman, he's no Robin, he's he's kind of more of a Commissioner Gordon. Like, I mean, he's involved in the universe, and he's on your side, you want him on your side, and he's he's doing the little things in the background, yeah. you appreciate it, or maybe an Alfred if, if you're a, uh, you know, a fan, but, uh, yeah. you know, he, he, he's, he's oh, on yeah. your side, and you appreciate that. Um, is he, you know, is he going to ever be able to take over a game? It's going to be rare. Um, but, hey, great stat line tonight, and, you know, if you have a DA that's playing well, if you have, you know, 37-year-old Chris Paul instead of 38-year-old Chris Paul, I mean, uh, you know, if you get Booker back, if you have this team around him, he can really shine. So we don't need him to be, you know, the million-dollar man. He can just be very good. And and uh, I, I know uh, some people have talked about how he's a little bit Scotty Pippen-esque. I still like the Sean Marion comparisons. Uh, he does a little bit more, you know, a little less rebounding, but the defense in, is still there. And he's still got, he's got that weird hit shot in his three-point sh- uh, shot as well as like Marion did. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah so I, it's weird because I feel like his contract, right? What he's getting paid and what he brings to a team is very valuable. Um, so could I see him traded? Man, that would rip my heart out. Unless you're taking a big, big swing and you're bringing... Now, I mean, I, you know, basically back when we were talking about like a Kevin Durant, was I more okay with the idea of bringing in bridge or taking out bridges? Sure. Um, but like, yeah, if it's going to be something like, well, hey, we were able to go get, I don't know, uh, somebody from... 
the Hornets or something like that, that then it's mm-hmm. going to be like, what, what are we doing here, James Jones? So I, and I, I wouldn't predict that at all, but no, I, I'd say he's got great value at the trade deadline. So, you know, maybe there's he somebody does. out there that's really nervous. Man, I don't know. I, I want to see more of DeAndre. Um, I want to, why do I keep calling him that? It's not what I ever call him. <laughs> it's probably just no. me doing the podcast as like the main host or something. I just call, I try to act more professional or something by first name, but it's, it's DA. DA, I want to see him, uh, Mikhail, and I want to see Cam Johnson play together more. I want them to continue to evolve together, but. I honestly think that um, he's been looking so good. And before, he would just disappear a lot. A lot of games, he would just, he'd be gone. And he wasn't there offensively, nothing. He looked confused. He didn't know what to do. But he's turned that around really quick. And he hasn't gone back. See, the thing is, like with Aiton, like he'll he'll show you glimpses like tonight. And then he'll go back to just, you know, hiding or just not doing much. Not really putting in the effort. But you don't have to worry about that with, with, uh, with Mikael Bridges. You just don't. I think right. he's been perfect as of late. Well, and, and let me ask you, I mean, I know it's been a rough stretch, uh, you know, and that, that's why this game feels so good, because I was certainly one of those people that's like, you know, Wemby looks pretty good, oh. <laughs> and we, and maybe we could have a fire sale and, and just try and keep like a, a Bridges, Aiton, and Booker, but, you know, after tonight's win, uh, the other, the other, you know, the angel on my shoulder starts talking again and says, you know what, these have been um, character building moments for the McHale Bridges, for the DeAndre Aiton. Are they going to be absolute superstars? Yeah, probably not. But when Booker comes back, when Paul comes back, and now that Cam Johnson's back, will we still have a a Aiton and Bridges that disappears? I I think it'll be less often, don't you? I mean, I, I think this has been, even though they haven't been able to win the games, it's been growing moments for them. Yeah, no, for for Mikhail, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, with Aiton, I need to see it um, another couple weeks, you know, because we're not going to have everybody back till the end of the month, really. And even then, we're going to have to see it. So if he plays like this, then yeah, it's helped him a lot. But the thing is with Aiton, I've always just thought he had it in him, you know, not not that that he had the effort, but like he just has these games where he can just throw up the twenty and twenty, twenty four, mm-hmm. twenty, whatever. He can do that. And but to Mikhail, I didn't know what he could do. But now, like, I can see it. I think this has helped McHill probably a lot more than Aiden just because I, I just think that his game was just so different where he was a guy that might go to the corner offensively, just roll or just um, cut, and that's about it, right? He wouldn't really – he's handling the ball a lot more. So it, it's nice to see that. I think he's going to really benefit from this. Um, but, yeah, really quick before I go any further, I got to play our DraftKings um, promo. Did you see the new one yet? Where I, uh, were you shooting the gun of money or did you guys do it? This is a newer one, but this is this is video footage, not like the Blair Witch, but this was taken like six or seven years ago. So here you go. <laughs> Listen up, Jamsters. I know this is a basketball podcast, but the NFL playoff picture is locked in. And my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57... New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this upcoming weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action is so good, why not bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's taking a while ago. So I feel like uh, everyone that always listens to this is probably like, oh my God, they're talking about it again. I'll have to jump on and watch it. Yeah, jump on and watch it. Um, and uh, yeah, it was good. It was put together by John. But uh, everybody hit the thumbs up, subscribe. Um, let's get to 3,000 subscribers tonight. I think we're about 400 short, but let's just do it. Everyone subscribe. Oh, yeah. Everyone hit the thumbs up. And and, and and when you get a chance, remember to head <laughs> on to Redbubble and support John and uh, let everyone know that Dave King's your son's daddy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And those are those are John-style shirts, too, with the sleeves and stuff. So it, look, it looks good, man. Oh, yeah, uh, the three-quarter, baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I've never worn those, but they look good, so I might have to get one. Uh, before, you were talking about the TNT broadcast and just, like, some comments you were hearing. So do you have a list? Because I was reading some of your tweets. I don't know if I liked them. I don't really like tweets. I don't I'm sorry, but I'll read tweets. And – 
you were saying some things on there, and they say the same stuff all the time. Every yeah. game, it's the same thing. DeAndre well, Ian's from Phoenix. And no, no, what's Matthew, your list? Did 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 you know that Ish Wainwright played football? <laughs> yeah, I saw that, <laughs> and, and that he's a big, that. strong guy. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but and then they always, I, I always, swear, I swear, the cameraman's like shoulders ish wainwright like every yeah. time and oh my god hey ish wainwright he's not afraid he played football <laughs> at one point and it's like i guarantee you they're like looking at their like media notes and they're like ish wainwright corner three and played football all right we got him <laughs> we got that guy he's not gonna play right and of course then the Suns go out and run him and you know play him 15 20 minutes a game it's like um <laughs> He's probably probably a fullback. I don't know if you guys know this, but fullbacks they're, they're rare. And they go out and they they get the short yardage. I mean, it's 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 brutal. But no, I don't know what it is. Um, I know you're a Cowboys fan. Uh, I happen to be a New Orleans Saints fan. And Troy Aikman, I don't know. I don't know what the Saints did to him uh, in his career because the Saints weren't good at all during Troy Aikman's career, really. Um, and I always feel like Troy no. is just like, oh, look at these. Oh, this guy, another bad decision there. That is when I. That is the Reggie Miller broadcast of the Phoenix Suns, almost every time, and it drives me absolutely up the wall <laughs> because people will be like, well, "I don't know about that," and then they'll be like, "Oh, well, great acting job by Tory Craig," and then the guy goes, "Well, he got smacked right in the jaw," and he's like, "Well, I, I mean, he, he's a great actor. I mean, yeah, he got hit in the jaw, but I mean, that's a that's a common basketball play. It's a common basketball play." And I'm like. My God, Reggie, it's okay. You, What did we do to you? We weren't even in your conference, man. Like, ease up off the desert. Have a fun time while you're here. Yeah, it, it's tough. And it's the same thing every time. But the, the, the reason I had to watch it, the um, the Valley Sports app, and I'm sure a lot of jams, there's a lot of fans out there were watching it, and it was sketchy. It was very sketchy. It was um, it was delayed. I, I turned off my TV, turned back on a few times. It still was delayed. And then also it was like, they sounded like aliens talking. So I had to turn it. I had to turn it to TNT and I had to deal with the same stuff where they oh, talk no. about, especially Damian Lee hasn't oh, missed yeah. a free throw. Then he misses a free throw. Um, they talked about, uh, what else did they say? They talked about, um, oh, Mikael Bridges, his, his 300 whatever game in a row. I don't know how many games he's played in a row. And he hasn't missed a game since this. And I swear they've talked about that before, but I'm sorry. We just had to deal with that. And it was, it was kind of sucky. So at least the Suns won. It, <laughs> it's rough. And and actually, I, I totally forgot. So yeah, AJ uh, W uh, put in the chat too. Yeah. You know, every time they see Damian Lee, they're like, you know who he's married to? <laughs> he's a he, oh, him yeah. and Steph Curry brothers. Yeah, so, yeah, in law. Yeah. You know, it's, AJW, uh, I don't know yeah. if you guys know this, but uh, guess who he goes home to at night? I mean, it, it, it's it's so strange. <laughs> like uh, it's uh, like and, and Bismack Biumbo, it used to be like, oh, and there's Bismack Biumbo. You know, I don't know if you guys know this, but he sent his entire uh, salary last year to the Congo to build a hospital. And um, all right, wh- who else do we want to talk about here? Which, I mean, it's a great thing, but it's clearly like, I don't know if it's somebody in the Suns press team that's putting these media notes together for them, but like, no, puts put something else into it so that these guys have something else to talk about because sometimes it's just, oh, like... Well, it's just like it, if, it, it if, if we talk about if we talk about other teams, other upcoming matchups, I'll do my best and I'll say some things. And as soon as I'm done talking, well, John's like, well, that guy's out. He's actually injured. Also, they're not even ranked that in de- on defense. So I was completely wrong. So I think it's just doing the homework and it's a comfy job. You just go hang out. You sit down, you watch right. the game and you say what you want to say. And most of it's just things we've heard before. But what are you going to do? What do you they're still getting paid a lot of money. I'm sure he doesn't give a shit. And we, we give too much of a shit, but we have to listen to it. So <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, it, it reminds me a little bit like I kind of I'll be honest. I kind of like Stephen A. Smith. Uh, I like how he is oh, just very yeah. uh, brash. Uh, and he gives his opinions a lot. And uh, apparently he got in hot water recently by saying that Rihanna is not a Beyonce uh, type talent. And and I don't know, the I'd like read it for like 20 seconds yeah. uh, during the game, but during like a time, I was like, oh, that's what he said. And apparently he apologized and took the tweet down. I'm like, that's very Stephen A, unlike very, unlike Stephen A. Smith ever like retract something like that. I feel like the Reggie Millers of the world would not like ever even approach something like that. They'd just be like, hey, you know, you want to say anything controversial? Well, I don't know if Fish Wainwright's got a career in football anymore. It's like, uh, dude, yeah. you're, this is painful. Yeah. The reason why you're there is because you're a Hall of Fame, That's- Reggie Miller. It's not, you know, this, this is why people like Shaq and they like uh, uh, Charles Barkley on TNT because th- those guys will sit there and be like, 
man, these guys are trash. These guys are trash players out yeah. there, and they'll actually lay it out. And that, and they're wrong a lot of times too. They're, but, they're always yeah. wrong. They're, yeah. Chuck is always wrong, and I I used to take everything he said literally. Now it's just like oh, a grain of salt with everything. Um, but he's he's I don't really watch the show anymore because the halftime show gets kind of boring. Kenny runs to the to the to the big screen or whatever, and then just <laughs> they plan stuff out where Shaq falls. So it's kind of just staged now. It's not as good as it used to be. Um, but just really quick, though, uh, just some quick shout outs to some other sons tonight. I know Damian Lee, we talked about he has 16 points. Cameron Johnson, 19 points. Damn, what a what a comeback, man. Way to come back and get 19, nine of nine from the free throw line. That is something we the Suns were actually 28 to 41 tonight from the free throw line. Terrible percentage. Absolutely terrible. But 41 attempts. I don't they haven't eclipsed 40 this this year. They haven't. I think they they did 30 maybe a couple times. I remember John talked about when's the last he asked me, he's like, when's the last time they were over 30 attempts? I'm like, I don't know. He's like twice. So first time, probably over 40. Um a lot of physical contact from from uh, Cameron Johnson, which you didn't really want to see too much because he gets so scared. But, man, getting to the line, that's exactly what we needed. Um, the three-point attempts, I think that they went up, of course, 20, or 11 to 28, but they started off really hot, shooting like 60% in the first quarter. Um, great all-around game. I want to talk just a little bit about, if you want the Nets, Kyrie and that whole situation. I think Kyrie, not that situation, but their actual team and the way they were playing on the court. Kyrie almost had the comeback planned out he almost came back he looked amazing this team without kevin durant it just shows you right like the way the suns have been playing without devin booker i feel like a lot of people kind of overlook that fact that like booker's gone we don't have our superstar and that's why we're terrible now kevin durant's gone they still have Kyrie, but Kyrie can't be a number one but it just goes without saying it's like oh they don't have kevin durant they're not gonna win so do you think the Suns, after facing the Nets and kind of seeing that, do you think anybody in the media is going to actually say like, oh, wait, they don't have Devin Booker. And right now he's like, what is he, 12th on the point guard uh, voting list right now for, for all-star games? Like, that's insane. I don't know what's going on with that. But, like, the respect that I feel like Booker will never get is because I don't know what, but I just think that he needs a little bit more respect just showing how bad the Suns are without him mm. and just knowing if the, if the Nets look this bad without KD – they're like almost not, they're on the same level, but they're just that important to their teams, right? I, it has to be. That's the only that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, I, I think I think there's something to be said for uh, a, a smaller market team, which uh, I, I never used to think that the Suns were until I kind of, you know, kind of realized that a, a lot of a lot of the people that go to the games are also like snowbirds. Like, I mean, heck, my, my folks just went down to uh, to Arizona because I spent a few couple months because uh, it's we we have eight inches of snow here on the ground in the Midwest. So, <clears throat> I mean, you look at people like uh, the Joker uh, with the Nuggets and uh, and and Giannis in, in Milwaukee. And yes, the Joker wins MVPs and Giannis has won a title. I think it's going to take something like that for people to view Booker in the same light as superstar um, because. If you hadn't, uh, if those guys hadn't done that yet, then I think they'd still be suffering the same thing. And and Joker is phenomenal. Uh, they they talked about how you know uh, he's going to take the lead in like triple doubles within like a couple of years, probably just playing his current pace. And and Giannis, of course, is a freak of nature. So, um, but but you're right. They, on the broadcast tonight, I think they talked about with Booker in the lineup, the Suns are like they're point differentials like a plus six uh and with him out they're losing by about four i mean that's mm -hmm. a substantial difference and we're seeing the the slow decline uh, of chris paul and there's one guy that is supposed to really lead the team now and and uh, if there was any debate last year whether it was booker paul's team it's for sure booker's team this year i mean this real suns fans always knew it but i think the media was so oh, you know chris paul he was briefly in the mvp conversation last year and and um i i did want to mention one quick thing though uh you mentioned yeah. the free throws uh um can can we make sure that bismack uh never gets fouled again uh, because i don't <laughs> know if, if that guy doesn't practice <laughs> shooting yeah. um my lord! Like th this is this is why we so badly need uh, campaign, but really Chris Paul back because Bismack was he didn't even have a shot attempt tonight. He played 16 minutes, yeah. and it's true. Now that I think about it, every time I saw him like in the post, 
the players did not even look at him. They did not look down and be like, oh, should I patent? They just immediately, they're like, I don't have a shot. And they swing it back out because they know yeah. Bismack doesn't have a shot. The only shot he has is a pick and roll uh, with Chris Paul, really. And uh, it, it, I, I have to get uh, – the one thing I did agree with Reggie Miller about a little bit tonight was um, the, the technical foul that was called. And they said, why did they make the guy that got hit, you know, uh, uh, in the incident have to shoot free throws? <laughs> Uh, I think, uh, yeah, uh, uh, the other guy said, well, it's going to give Bismack some practice because he's shooting 32%. <laughs> no, yeah, no more and, practice. No, it's, oh it's fine. God. But it is nice to see, though, Bismack just come in and he's just – I just can't wait till this team is fully healthy yeah. because to see this bench, especially with Ish Wainwright come off the bench and – I mean, he has been coming off the bench, but just, you know, he's going to play his actual minutes. He's going to actually play his position. He won't be out of position. He still hits threes. But, like, those guys and the hustle they have, that's going to be killer in the playoffs. Like, as soon as our team is healthy, we just don't realize how good this bench is going to be. They've they've carried us. We've lost water. We're 3-13 without Booker, 3-13 3-18, without Booker. But a lot of what we've seen from our bench has looked really good. And I know they're starting right now, but the way they've been playing and actually wanting to win games, trying to make a name for themselves, I guess, in a way, but they – They've come out and they've been resilient, and I'm I'm really excited to see this team back healthy. But more for just seeing this bench and having Bismack come out one night, and then having Landell come out the other night, and then just you know you have Ish coming off, you have Lee, you have all these guys that can shoot too. It's gonna be fun, and I hope one day the Suns are healthy again. And I I just I think this is this is probably gonna work out. And I know they just won the game, so of course I'm gonna be excited. But I just think that we might be okay. We might just make one trade with the trade Jay, Jay Crowder thing, and then that might be it. Yeah, I think that's that's all that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you can make somebody, you know, choke on the Dario Saric contract, which which they might because it's an expiring contract. It's almost what do you feel about, about like Dario's? I mean, he got three fouls in like the first three minutes, but yeah. I kind of like what I'm seeing from him lately, though. Do you not? Do you want yeah, him kind of seven points, four rebounds? I mean, let's team? be honest, it is. Um, he's going to be a minimum contract player probably for the rest of his days at this mm. point. I mean, unless something dramatic happens, um, it, uh, but, but kind of, I mean, like you were talking about though, like with Wainwright, uh, Saban Lee played 29 minutes, Wainwright, 22, uh, Dwayne Washington, Jr. Uh, six minutes, uh, Dario, eight minutes. None of these guys should be playing if we're healthy. All four of them should be sitting there waving the towel, getting up, yeah. pumping everyone up, you know, and <laughs> yep. just doing this stuff wow. a lot. Instead, they're playing critical minutes trying to keep us afloat, which is going to be key because I like we're talking about post uh, you know, post uh, trade deadline playoffs, these guys might might get 5 to 10 minutes in a playoff game. You want them sharp. You don't want them like Saban Lee who just signs a 10-day contract's like I don't know what you want me to do here, so I'm just going to bring the ball up and then pass to somebody else. You want them like Saban Lee was tonight, where it's like, I think I can actually do that little hesitation move that he pulled a couple times uh, and and really just lulled people to sleep and actually took it in pretty well. So that's it. it's hard to see right now. But I think Suns fans, it, it took me to watch this game a little bit and realize – it, we might not be getting as many wins as we want with these guys, but they are elevating themselves. And then when the true stars come back, we're gonna we're, we're gonna have that depth that we had last year. Um, I did see uh, Ted Lubin asked. I have no idea either, and I was curious about it too. Jock Landale, where was suck my Jack tonight? They do that. They do that a lot. They do, they just don't play them. And then they might play like what they were doing a couple games in a row before tonight's was just um, they would play Jock in the beginning and then they would have Bismack come in towards the end of the game in the fourth. So Monty did say that, like I've mentioned in the beginning, they did have a lot to work on with a couple of practices that they did have. Maybe it was just one practice, but there was going to have a, they're going to have a lot of different looks out there tonight and not seeing jock. It's, it's okay. I, I don't, I think he's been playing better. I think he's been, you know, he's been positioning himself better under the basket. He's had a couple good games, but then he just doesn't play tonight. But honestly, it's, if it's, if it's going to end up in a win and it's going to end up with Bismack, I think he played good minutes with the six rebounds. He played yeah. a lot of effort, so I'm not going to ask. Great defense. Like, I'm like, where's Landell? Like, we need him. Like, no, I'm not worried about that. But I do, I do think I, 
I do kind of like where they kind of spread it out where he has a game off here or there, just because I feel like Landell can bring that energy when he comes in. And like DeAndre says, like he gives him energy. And I think he might need a night off here or there because he's been playing a lot too. With all yeah. these injuries, he's been playing so many minutes, like right off the bat in the beginning of the season. So him resting is okay. Um, we just talked about the Nets earlier. So I want to go through the subreddit stakeout to let you know what the Nets fans were actually saying. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Oh, you actually? <laughs> no, I actually I didn't go. <laughs> I didn't go into um, the no. But yeah, at least you dress up. It's funny because I don't feel like we really dress up as much anymore. No, like, it yeah. depends how late it gets. I'm, I didn't have anything. I totally <laughs> forgot. I could have put my hat on backwards. But that's lame. Yeah, I'm too lazy. So, um, so it was obviously uh, it was a really dark day for the Nets. They're already kind of saying the season's over. This feels like a Nash. <laughs> this feels like the Nash days. My hatred for this team is coming back. Totally true. Claxton, who is someone that I actually I didn't mind. Like I've watched some of the Nets games with Kevin Durant, and I like Claxton in the clutch, like playing the center. He's fine. I think if you rely on him too much, it's going to be looked like it did tonight. But Claxton with zero rebounds, and we are already in the second half. So 22 to zero. I think I said it earlier going into the fourth where they had Suns had 22 second chance points to zero for the Nets, which is insane. It just shows you that the boards were just even the TNT crew knew coming into this game that it was going to be a Suns rebounding game. Like they, they knew that the Suns were going to, I was like, okay, well it must be if they know Um, dagger to start the third quarter. I'm not seeing it for this. This is a mess. So the Suns started the third quarter pretty nice. They held on to that lead going to the third. Then Kyrie kind of came back. Someone did comment about Kyrie being a terrorist. Um, (laughs) Saving Lee, yeah, yeah. They're just random comments like, "Oh, he's yeah. a terrorist," because he was playing so bad. They were waiting. This this fan base was waiting for Kyrie to come back to get hot, and he kept missing three after three after three. He was not getting what he wanted, but eventually he did. And I think the fans were like, "Why is Saving Lee kicking our ass?" Because he was, he yeah. was definitely kicking their ass. Um. Someone call an ambulance, but not for me. Meaning when the Suns were actually look like they're going to lose the game because the Nets, the fans were going to bed. All of a sudden, the Nets came back as a five-point game. And then, yep, the free throws were a mess. Claxton trying to act like Luka, banging it off the front of the rim. (laughs) Not go right. And then the Suns end up winning the game because of that. Um, So the Nets... Number they're number three right now in the Eastern Conference standings, so they still have a lot more season to go. They're in better position than the Suns, and their fans are still freaking out. So, well, you know, uh, Matthew, I, I don't know uh, what, what, what's your thoughts on mental health and therapy. You're for it, right? I mean, it's it's, it's a good thing to support. You know, more people. Yeah, where are you going? Especially with this, no, no, yeah, I got a, I got a purpose. Yeah, no, more men though need to realize that it's okay to be vulnerable. You know, if you if you're having you're fighting demons. Hey, it's okay to reach out for help. Uh, one man that's been fighting a lot of demons. Um, it plays for the Brooklyn Nets. His name's Ben Simmons, uh, and it was yes. really great to see that progress tonight of aggressiveness. Um, but uh, I'm not a therapist, but I believe it's cons- called a relapse when you have that progress but you lose it, and that's exactly what happened with Bismack Biombo stuffed Ben Simmons on the dunk attempt. And then shortly after that, Ben Simmons, uh, maybe about half a quarter later, gets ejected from the game. But um, so I, you know, it was it was amazing because yeah. they were the the TNT crew was even saying like Ben Simmons, wow, that's what you want to see, aggressive Ben Simmons. And I was like, and, and even Reggie's like, I mean, he got blocked. Well, Biombo yeah. really blocked the hell out of it. But yeah, that's what you want to see. And I was like, yeah, uh, it's, uh, he was it, in his head again. He was in his head again. And, exactly. Uh, he it was kicked like, himself he, out of the game. He yeah. was trying to bring the ball up. He was trying to set things up for his teammates, but he was, he was fumbling and bumbling, coming up the court, getting mad at himself. Um, I'm a big Ben Simmons fan. I've always have been. Um, I hope he gets back on track. I like the way he plays. The only thing is, when I was on my three-way call, you know, about DeAndre, a couple nights ago, Girl, you know, staying up, <laughs> staying up till 11, 13 p.m. Like, it was <laughs> quite the night. But someone asked, they're like, would you trade Ben Simmons for Aiden? I'm like, dude. Can you imagine just having Ben Simmons over Aiton, though? I know we complain about Aiton and we get frustrated, but having Ben Simmons at this point in his career would be the most frustrating thing to watch. And I I, I like that he's out there playing and he's trying to get through it and he probably won't be anything offensively ever. Defensively, he's looking better. Um, but 
he would be even more frustrating than Aiden. He would, uh, we would have a heart attack if we had made that trade, right? That's what I told oh. him. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean yeah. that'd be. Oh, you're 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 making me nervous just thinking about it. Um, I mean that that's like an <laughs> that, NBA two K you know type trade where you know you get you get the offer and you're like, no, come on, computer, I'm not I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to do that. Like, and 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 in the game they're actually good. You know, uh, Simmons actually can uh, fill the stat sheet up. But no, I mean, absolutely. I, I feel you know it, it's I don't know what goes through the man's head. Um, you know, and I hope he does get better and kind of restores his career a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's um, the frustration that that fan base must feel of, you know, they had Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden. And what did we all hear as soon as those three got together? It was, you know, if you are a sports betting person, put your money on the Nets now because it's basically Shaq and Kobe 2.0. You know, like it was a lock. It was Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and the Celtics. Like, th- there's not a team that could beat them, and somehow they fumbled that away. Um, and you know, whether it was uh, uh, <laughs> Steve Nash, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was the coaching, which which is weird. I, I don't know why Steve was so like in his own way like bad. But then again, He's just you know, coach. No, that, that and, and I think it's a little bit, um, you know, some our favorite Steve Nash era was the Mike D'Antoni era. And Mike was like, load it up. We shoot threes and we, we score points. Defense, bad. We don't do that. And yeah. so, I mean, I always thought like D'Antoni, like towards the end, I was like, he's half a coach, man. Like you have to coach the other side too. That's why <laughs> yeah. the Warriors were like, wait a minute. We can shoot threes and run and gun, and we can have some guys. You know, Clay Thompson can play defense. Raymond Green can play some defense, and you know yeah. we can strip the ball on occasion. Um, and so, yeah, no, it's it's. Oh gosh, yeah, uh, I get frustrated with Aiden a few times, but uh, Ben Simmons, man, oh we, we, yeah, Ben it, Simmons we, is like it's like eleven. Mind. Yeah, exactly. he's an, he's an eleven for sure. Um, another guy that you know I was talking about on the call was. Tyrese Halliburton, and we brought him up just because we're talking about guys we missed in the draft because it was getting that dark as Suns fans on that three-way call. Tyrese Halliburton does play for the Pacers. That's who the Suns do host next game. It's 7 p.m. on Saturday. What's – I'm just kidding. You can watch the Pacers. They're 23 and 23 right now. They are currently uh, the ninth, or, yeah, ninth seed in the East. Um, this is a team where they made the trade last year, Halliburton, for um, Sabonis. A lot of people were nuts over it. They, they thought, man, the Kings lost their minds. The bonus looks great. Halliburton looks great. looks like it kind of just evened out. Um, it looks like Halliburton will be an all-star. He looks fantastic. This team is 23-23 and 23 in the East, and they're still in the ninth spot. So I'm this might be the first year where I feel like the Suns are kind of – I'm glad they're not in the East because usually it's like all-star voting. If Booker was in the East, he would be an all-star. He'd be a starter mm-hmm. every year. Suns would be a first, a number one seed every year. You know what I mean? It was always like that. It seems like, but now it seems like it's more even. Um, have you? Do you know anything about the Pacers this year? I, I mean, j- just that, that Halliburton <laughs> is like the real deal, right? I mean, yeah, that, he is. That, that's like yeah. essentially what I, I I've learned so far, um, and that uh, the Pacers have um, certainly overperformed from what I was expecting. I thought it was going to be a, a tank for for Wemby type year. Um, and try and like sell, you know, sell off what pieces they could and just build around Halliburton and then try and get a good draft pick. Um, so it, no, it, it'll be interesting. And as for like all-star voting, I think it's interesting because, you know, in, in the East you have, you have Boston, um, but the Knicks um, are really, it, it's, it's the, it's the population center that you would think should be like the Lakers. Like, yeah. You would think that all-star voting, that there would be like the diehard Lakers fans and, and the Warrior fans. I mean, like when Wiggins made the all-star game, we're like, wait, what's going on here? And uh, and so um, you, it's interesting that New York doesn't have a decent player that they can really push. And because you would think New York, just based on its size and, and fandom, should be pushing and we should be getting very upset that like Jalen Brunson and Randall and RJ Barrett are getting votes. Um, so I have to actually kind of say that like, it's kind of fun to see Halliburton, you know, getting votes and probably going to make the all-star game. Uh, and so it's like, wow, Pacer fans are getting their guys uh, attention. That's, 
hey, yeah. there, there, there is there is still an NBA like uh, you know fandom out there that's like, well, you know, I would like to, you know, who was it? Was it Carmelo or like Kobe had played one year like less than half the games I think before the All Star break and uh, and like fans still voted him in as a starter anyway or so, something ridiculous like that. Oh, it's and, always with those guys. It, yeah, it was exactly. probably Kobe. Kobe was always his top. It was yeah. like him, Yao, and Shaq. Like, oh yeah yeah of <laughs> yeah. course yeah like yeah, yeah wouldn't he like he'd be like i can't play at all like my foot's he, he broken the entire games. season and like china would rise yeah. up they're like start him yeah well that's the thing is like um i think suns fans just don't care anymore about the all-star voting i think that they want their players in but this year i think they just get so discouraged with what's going on that a lot of suns fans and i'm not trying to hate on them but they'll disappear they won't be on the pod they won't watch anything they won't want to hear anything about the suns so if you're losing this many games, three of 13, and Booker's mm-hmm. not there, there's not going to be a lot of voting. And even in the past, there was never voting. Even if Booker, maybe if Booker played like he was early in the year and continued to stay healthy, I think he would have been up there. But it's just difficult. It's difficult with Booker. And I think Halliburton just has that thing where he goes on podcasts, he he speaks his mind. He's like in random places where you want to see an NBA player. You know what I mean? Like he's always just doing those random things to kind of put yeah, himself he's, out he's there. He's in Indiana and I don't expect to see NBA players there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> except Reggie Miller. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you know what we forgot to do is. Um... Jam star of the game. All right, Jamsters, one more time. Go ahead and subscribe, like, review. Submit a review on the Apple podcast and we will read it right here on the podcast. Sorry if you submitted one already. John was out tonight. So he usually looks at that, goes over it, makes sure it's credible and we can read it. Um, but tonight, just, I don't know. Let's talk about the jam star just really quick. I think it's already going to be DeAndre Ayton. It might just be him or Cameron Johnson. This is tough, but uh, go ahead and go first there. Jake. Uh you know what? I'm going to give uh, a jam star to a guy that probably won't be with the team much longer. But, hey, uh, you helped us get a big win on national television. Saban Lee showing up with your All 15 right. points, your six assists, your three rebounds, and your just that little hesitation move <laughs> yeah. that, like, stalled two guys out that they're like, did he? does he seriously dribble that slow? And then – he was gone. So, uh, Saban Lee, you know, he's, he's probably not going to get another stat line like this for the rest of the year. So jam star of the, uh, yeah. Jam star of the game for me. All right. You know, I can't disagree. Um, I'm going to go Aiden. Um, I know this was a big game by Saban Lee and Cameron Johnson's coming back, but Aiden had to make a statement tonight with everybody talking about it. Um, talking about him everywhere, like every podcast talking about him, having to be out of having to be one of the guys that comes out of Phoenix or should be a guy that they trade out of Phoenix. Then he puts up this kind of game. He had to, I'm going to give him jam star. Keep it up, please. Cause we go straight back to negative town or whatever you want to call it when it comes to eight and a half, negative town. I don't know what I'm talking about, but Excuse uh, me, Mr. Deandre, yeah. Deandre lives in negative town. We want DA and positive DeAndre. town. Yeah. Is it a lowercase? We thing? want we uh, want DA in Amsterdam. <laughs> That's what we want. Yeah. So uh Kiko G does say triplets. Okay, so there is a triplets now. They're not just twins. DA's like, hey, can I be part of your twins? Yep, they're right. called triplets. So DA Warden Cam Albert H does say triple uh triple. I want to say triple H. Triple winners. DA Bridges Cam Johnson. Uh, Lu- crazy Luigi Hunter Helmsworth Hel- Helmsley. Yep, Hunter oh, Helmsley. Yeah, Hel- yeah. <laughs> yep, that's what it was. Uh, him in China, you know. That's bad right. ending to the really degeneration X. That's what that's what the Suns need. It's a little degeneration X. That that, that could get those guys hey, pumped yeah, up. They just start, you know, yeah. <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> eight, eight and dunks on somebody? Yeah, suck it. He probably won. He's probably done. He's probably done it. I mean, those guys Why? are too young. They don't know what DX is. That's true. Yeah, they had no idea. Um, Crazy Luigi, Mikhail, DeAndre deserve it. Uh, Detonable. The triplets. I just totally forgot about the triplets thing. I guess that's a new yeah. thing for sure. Average Joe shooting the Saban Tooth Tiger. Saban Tooth Tiger. Saban Tooth Saban Lee. Because I thought Saban Lee sounded like an outfitter store, but then <laughs> Saban Tooth Tiger. That actually sounds. Hey, awesome. nice shirt. Got a Saban Lee. <laughs> yeah, it's from <laughs> Saban Lee. Have you been? Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's at an outlet mall. It's really exclusive. <laughs> Corey Flynn, Saban was, yeah, yeah, dude, what, he has some Twitch. Uh, Kiko G, 
cross chop. I don't even. I'm, I'm just reading stuff. They're not even saying the no. jam stars. Um, no, yes. no. Well, and and Corey Flynn had the uh, the uh, the donation too. I yep. I was going right. Yep. Oh, sorry. Got it right I'm, here, I'm teeing you up, man. Yeah, Take Corey it. Flynn does donate four ninety nine. Will Amari and Marion be in the Ring of Honor finally with new owner? Ooh, that's a good question. Sarver Grudge was the holdup or what? Dude, that's crazy. Because when we're talking about Crowder now with the grudges and stuff, maybe it is all Sarver. Do you think that they enter the Ring of Honor, and how are they not? So what I thought I had heard, uh, I'm not so sure with Amari, and uh, but that Sean Marion just, like, he, he we want to love him, but he doesn't want to love us back sometimes. He's at and, the Mavericks uh, games. Yeah, yeah like He's Mavericks. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, I think he just always felt a little underappreciated, which is crazy because – like the diehards always knew what he was bringing to the table. So it, it's, it's sad to see, but um, uh, as for Mario, I, I'm not quite sure um, why he, that hasn't been done. I, I don't know. I wouldn't think it's a grudge by Sarver. I mean, Sarver likes making money. And if there's one thing that I remember during the, uh, the dark decade of, of losing, he was actually pretty good about like, uh, I, I still remember um, the, uh, the ring of honor um, induction for uh, uh, Al McCoy. And like giving him a grand piano there on the court, and I actually kind of got a kick out of it because Al McCoy's like, I don't know, a million years old. So like, while Robert Sarver's like, there, there, there's your, there's your jersey up there, and he's just like banging away. <laughs> yeah, I'm just happy to be. I don't remember that. I didn't watch it. Oh yeah, I, I remember seeing highlights, but oh yeah, he just started going because they're like, we know you like to play the piano, and, he, and they're, they're like, and you know something else about Al? And he's like, I don't care. Watch me do this. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't remember that. But. Got, that'd be a great way. That'd be a great way for the new owner to kind of say, hey, First thing. yeah, let, let's uh, let's uh, if you, you know, respark this uh, the, the old times with the new times. If you watch, there's a I forget what Marion, what podcast he was on. He was talking about how he gets heated when he talks about the Suns and the way they lost in the playoffs. Like he is pissed because he talks about how every defense knew what they were going to do. He said they would never switch mm. anything up with Dan, with Dan Tony, Dan Tony. They would never switch anything up. Every defense knew what they were going to do, and it was frustrating him on the court. He was suggesting things, no one would listen to him basically. But he mm. gets like he gets heated like in a way where he looks like he whatever's in his hand is crushed. Whatever the next person he sees, he's going to punch in the face. That's how mad he gets about it. So I do. I don't. I don't know what happened, but it does suck. I was never the biggest Marion fan. I always liked Amari and Nash over him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there is so many Marion fans that want to see him in the honor Ring of Honor and Amari too. For some reason, I thought Amari already was, but no, he's not. My bad. Well, and it kind of you know that kind of reminds me. Of the opposite was um, Joe Johnson, if I remember right. And I thought I had heard, and and uh, you know, uh, James Sears can correct me in the ch- uh, chat, but I thought I had heard him basically admit that him basically trying to get himself out of Phoenix so he could kind of quote unquote be his own guy, lead his own team. Uh, I think it was with the Hawks, right? Um, That that was a mistake that um, maybe not from the perspective of like showing that he could be a great player, which he certainly could, but had that team been kept together. Yeah. That would have been a fantastic team. I mean, what Nash Johnson, Marion Amari uh, and, uh, I don't know. I don't know who's who was the, the fifth guy uh, back then. Stephen Hunter. Oh, it was Dia with him at that. Well, point? yeah. I mean, he was there later, right? I mean, he was right, He yeah. was like the fourth. Oh, he guy. was definitely one of the top. He five, wasn't yeah, like, like he was era, awesome, sure. but like I think yeah. I think when he went to the Spurs, he was even better. Obviously, he helped them to a title, but yeah, Dia was always one too. And um, yeah, what if? Always a lot of what, what yeah. ifs with the Suns, and if Da's traded, we'll be talking about what ifs for the next fifty years. Uh, are you uh i know you and john sometimes uh occasionally talk about video games mostly about how you guys don't have time to play them anymore but uh i don't know do you have the new nba 2k at all no you know i stopped playing that um i always want to get a ps5 i'm waiting for that um because 2k it just became kind of like the same game and then i I wanted for the ps5 because that's a more open world and i just wanted to experience that because it was kind of like the same thing over and over again i think they do a great job with that why are you playing that or what Oh no! Yeah, I mean, I I usually get it, and of course with with Booker on the cover, I felt like obligated because it's it's so rare. Yeah, <laughs> like a Suns player yeah, makes it yeah. right. But uh, I will say that there is a fun. Um, I usually would not do this in other games, but there's a it's called Eras, and you can go back and basically play the seven seconds or less Suns, and 
oh my gosh, it is like crazy to go back and look at like the names on the rosters. Like I think Scott Williams might've been our starting center um, with the seven seconds or less sons, or it might've been Steven Hunter, but like, it was like, Steven I Hunter. totally forgot about these guys. Like, yeah. I mean, I was like, oh my gosh. It was, and, uh, uh, like Stephen Casey Hunter. Jacobson, like we thought, oh man, he's going to be great someday. And, oh man. my God, dude. <laughs> yeah, that guy, he was like a very, very Walmart version of J.J. Reddick in a way. Very, yes. Very, very much. But he just. I remember he had a very attractive girlfriend at draft night I remember and that very too. nice shoes. Yeah. I remember those two things. I remember, about yeah, I remember he was very attractive. His girlfriend was attractive. His whole family's attractive. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he did okay with not being a son. No, exactly. But, uh, <laughs> dude, we are five minutes over and I'm telling you my mom's in the other room tell me i gotta go to bed so <laughs> you, you gotta get on that three-way call i, I got is to. gonna call you back i got later to, gotta get on that landline yeah, yeah. I gotta check it out but uh thanks again for joining us uh fallen founder jake uh where can they find you i guess at i gotta fallen ask founder. that yeah there it is <laughs> and i am at matthew let's see this is at sun's jam make sure to like subscribe and then uh, go ahead and leave us some reviews and uh i say go home and leave your leave your family go home and leave your family <laughs> oh whoops that slipped out go, go ahead home and leave and... your family for deandre ayton yeah there you go go home and love your family <laughs> <laughs>